1: bye
2: show podcast it is tuesday the 7th of june the day before world book jim's birthday again i just realized something really dumb and i did it in the middle of the night that i realized that i did something really dumb i spent a considerable amount of time yesterday and in fact, leading up to yesterday, talking about, oh man, I love the fact that uh, Monday, the 6th of June, that is a three and a half year mark since I've been podcast. It's three years, five months. Wow. What a dipshit. I, I've i done this before. This is not a, a first time extravaganza. This is uh, what a fucking clown I am. Cannot believe how dumb I am. Seriously. Yes, it is uh, completely three years, five months, one day now that I've been podcasting. God. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm excited. I'm just dumb, bad at math, I guess. Sometimes I think I'm okay at math, but I I just lost sight, I guess. I don't have any excuse. I'm actually getting embarrassed and warm right now. This needs to come off. So I don't sweat my face off. Uh, Yesterday, wow, I tell you what. um, I had a lot of challenges that were coming my way yesterday. And let me start with this one. Uh, I've got Throat Slash Dale. Run around the house telling me about how he's going, uh, his power washing job, him and his lovely better half, Sarah, um, are power washing the house. And I'm like, you know, just no messing around. I don't want to hear about random sex acts, uh, from my neighbors, you know, I mean, seriously, but, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I go, yeah, okay. You know, blast away. And it, when it comes to the front of this house, the, uh, the trim, we're going to be repainting it real soon. So, Go ahead and blast off as much pain as you can. All right, I got it, Jane. I'll do it. Okay, sounds good, buddy. I'm going to go take the dogs for a walk. This is where it got wonky. I was attacked again by an insect. This has happened before. When the insect flew into my ear in Tennessee, I mean, that was devastating. Uh, This one, though, not my ear, my eye. Now, who hasn't had that happen? But I've got four dogs. I'm walking four dogs. And uh, it, it flies into my eye. And then... Now, I don't know if it flew in my eye and stuck in my eye meat. Or just hit the eye and bounced out. By the time I got home and looked at the eye, there was no creature inside of the eye. So, I got that going for me. But... From the moment the thing hit my eye, I'm like, "Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! What the?" So I, I'm like, uh, I'm trying to like blink it out. You know, they always say, "Don't, don't rub your eye, or it'll it'll work its way to your brain, or something like that." I don't know what um what this creature had on it that made it so devastating, but um I had to turn around and walk back. I mean, I was probably. 400 yards from the house, four dogs they are all pulling me in each. It's hard to walk these damn dogs, let alone when there's, it feels like a, a, a two by four of lumber in your eye. Like, what the fuck, man? And uh, I'm trying to, uh, I like, I, I'm like, I'm going to take out my phone and, and uh, uh, you know, reverse the camera and look into my eye. But then I realize that I can't see things close up anyway. So I'm not going to, this is stupid. Plus, with the four dogs, not like I'm going to be able to hold it still. So I just decide to walk back to the house with like one eye closed, like fucking Popeye. So I'm like, I can't even, I have an easier time closing my right eye than than I do my left eye. But I'm walking down the street as best I can. I'm keeping the eye closed and it's extremely painful. And it starts burning. Like it went from, it feels like there's something in my eye to, it's burning. So at this point, I'm like, the bug is still in there and he's burrowing into my eye meat. That's what's happening right now. it it's a, a sensation I'd never felt before. Uh, last time I felt that, uh, that uncomfortable was when I was fucking in Tennessee and the thing was burrowed in my ear at Cade's Cove. Shit. So all I can picture is this thing just digging its, its insect claws and insect teeth into the white part of my eye and, um, I mean, and it's, it's, uh, it's hitting in waves. So it, it's just, I'm trying to walk down the street and not get hit by a car. Dogs are pulling me in four directions. My eye is burning like hell and I can barely see because I can, I've got one eye closed and the other one's kind of half squinting in order to keep the other one closed. So that was, I bet that looked hilarious. Finally get back home, rush into the bathroom as best I could. Nothing, not a damn thing in the eye. And I, I'm guessing it just hit the eye and it had some type of property that if, when, when God made that bug, he said, look, uh, in order to defend, I'm going to make it. So if anything touches you, they're going to, it was like, uh, you know, some type of defense mechanism on it. I don't know. Some type of chemical on the bug. But all I know is my eye was on fucking fire. So I'm I'm putting water on the eye. It doesn't do anything. It took about one hour for the eye to stop burning. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's ridiculous. It's the kind of day it was yesterday. All sorts of things slowing me down. More on that in a second. This show happens each and every weekday at about this same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. That is this place right here. Thank you to Baldwin Ace Hardware for being part of the show. If you ever want to reach me, if you have a comment on something that I'm talking about, best thing to do is send me an email. Eric. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Otherwise, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Isn't that what people say at the weddings? So thank you so much for being part of it. I've got uh, an audience on Twitch, as you know. I've got an audience on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. For Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter... I'm going to cut you loose in a little bit here. That's why you got to follow the show on on Twitch. I don't know, I don't know what that is. I'm old. It's just another place for you to get the show. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. When I cut you loose, I'll give you more specific details, but this is easy. I know you can do this. And as always, uh, download the audio podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just search Eric Zane Show podcast. And you're good to go. I guess there's a um, publication called Blabbermouth. That um, follows heavy metal music or whatever. Pretty big following on Blabbermouth. It was uh, Arena Nick who tipped me off that Blabbermouth picked up my interview with Corey Taylor from Slipknot and uh, shared it with the world. That was very, very kind. They actually quoted, they said, it. Hey, Corey Taylor was on the Eric Zane show podcast. I'm like, Oh yes. Fantastic. Thank you. That was cool. Boy, that guy was, he was a nice dude. Corey Taylor, really, really great guy. Uh, I went ahead and again, tried to listen to his music and um, I like his cover songs. I'll give him that. But the actual music of slip, not some stone, uh, stone sour songs. I actually found to be all right. Yeah, I can handle that. But, I just can't do it. I've tried. Fuck. I also interviewed Waylon. Well, Mitch and Phil from Waylon. And I posted it it on my Facebook. And I have the audio available on my, uh, wherever you download the podcast. Always a good time. They have a remarkable story about how they uh, connected with their new drummer, a guy by the name of Kai Chambers. This dude from Australia. And it's really a great story how this all happened. You can uh, catch that if you want. We've got uh, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer trivia today. Dale is going to take on... Who is he playing? Oh, Randall. At 10.30. So, yeah, Dale at the house, power washing. Um, If you haven't yet um, reached out to Dale... To get the house power washed. He really does a hell of a job. Um, he's got this device, this tool, that scrubs the cement. It's, he's holding it. It's like a lawnmower. And it's these uh, these power jets just, oh, my God. Does an amazing job on the cement. It looks like newly poured concrete. Uh, he also blasted the front of the house and got all the paint off that uh, Kyle is supposed to paint exposed all the rotting wood, man, this house needs some TLC. And that was never more evident than when I was in this room. And then I hear what sounds like, uh, the power washer on the roof. And I guess Dale saw something and, um, I've seen it before, but out of sight, out of mind, I don't see it that often. So I had no idea how bad it was. I go, Walking out the back door, because he texted me and says, come here, i got to show you something. And uh, out the back door, and the uh, there's moss everywhere on the patio area out the back door. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? I had so much thick moss growing on the roof. And he didn't get all of it, but he got, like, Amounted to like a gigantic green carpet on the roof of our house, and he goes, "Yeah, uh, I don't want to do Dale voice, but he says this is destroying your roof." I go, "Yeah, I mean you can't just leave it there, isn't that like better insulation?" He goes, "No, no, that's that's growing. There's like a root system growing in the shingles that's going to continue to deteriorate your roof. You need to get rid of all of this. I got rid of all the big chunks, and there's shit everywhere, and uh, it looked like a bomb went off." Green. Green and 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 uh, black because the soil that... How does this even fucking happen anyway? How the hell is it that the roof of your house becomes like a terrarium, you know? With moss growing on the roof. How does it even start? Someone walk me through this process. How does moss grow on your roof? I mean, because the organic material has to get on the roof, right? Is it all just like uh, pollen and you know, birds dropping seeds or some shit. My God, you ever see like videos of like how long it would take uh, nature to overtake something. If you don't keep up, you know, cutting the weeds and getting the moss off the roof, it, it doesn't take long. And nature just takes it all back. It's just a constant cycle of beating back the attack by mother nature. Well, anyway, he goes, Oh yeah, the, uh, the, the gutters are full of shit and they were. So he took care of that for me. And then, um, so he gets all this moss off and, uh, he goes, you gotta get, you gotta get the rest of this off. You see all that over there? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, that, that's all going to come off. I go, well, I don't have a power washer. He goes, you don't need one. I go, well, what the fuck do I do? He goes, you recommends a product. Um, what the fuck was it called? Wet and forget, which sounds like a porno wet it and forget it or something like that. And you you buy this shit and you put it on the end of your hose and you spray it on your roof and just leave it alone. And then it all just dies off. And he goes, you're going to need about five bottles. Five bottles and you're going to need more than one ladder. I go, fuck. So the house goes straight up. And so he goes, you got to get a ladder. You get up there, bring another ladder there and get up there and then bring another ladder there to get over there. And I go, oh, fuck, man. Are you serious? I go, I don't do ladders, man. Uh, Zaniac Lisa her husband you know he tried this shit and uh he fell off and he was hanging there he was like gonna die his leg broken like 8000 pieces i'm like i don't know man ladders and your and the and the Eric Zayncho podcast family my dad so i'm like okay i guess i got to do this so add that to the to the stack of shit that has to get done. And he goes, yeah. If you keep, if you let it go like this, um, a lot of people, you know, you you could go up there with a power washer and get it all off. He goes, but that, you know, that takes off some of the shingles. That that shortens the life of the shingles. And I'm like, you know, quit knowing shit. Why can't we just, you know? He goes, well, you can do it any any way you want, but it's a, you know, you pay. Fifty bucks for a few bottles of the shit is one thing, but uh or you can just spend however much it costs for a new roof. I'm gonna save you some money, saying. Like, so all right, buddy. So I don't know if you're like if you're like me, you got green shit all over your roof. You gotta get that off, I guess. So Dale gave me everything in my house is green. The roof is green, the pool is green. So this pool is the bane of my existence. And about a week and a half ago, we took the cover off the damn thing. And uh, so then I bought all this uh, liquid chlorine and uh, chlorinated the pool and the pool uh, went from green to not green. It's, well, it's pool colored, but there's still a whole bunch of shit at the bottom of it. It's clear. So um, because I didn't get that shit off the bottom of the pool. I haven't lifted one finger to get this pool clean. And it's something that I absolutely have to do by Thursday because the queen of the forest will be home. And then I'm fucked. If the pool is still looking like shit, she's going to want to use the pool. Now I don't ever go in the damn thing, but she shows up there with all her divorced friends and they sit around and talk about Dick and they drink uh, white claws and get hammered and go in the pool. And then I sit there and clean the pool. Not a bad problem to have, you think about it. So I got to have this shit done. And so at one point today, or yesterday, there's green moss all over the pool deck. And then the pool itself is green as hell. So So I basically put all these chemicals in it for nothing. And then I didn't clean it up. It turned green again. You got to get that shit out of there. If there's any algae in it, uh, it's gonna multiply quickly, and it did. And now I'm back to square one. So I gotta go to the store today, buy more chlorine, put it in there, and then start all over. Now you might think you might think I'm foolish. The Cars, Rick O'Casey, dead. Didn't he like hate his wife when he died? He like left her with nothing. Did you hear that story, Rick O'Casey from The Cars? My best friend's girlfriend. Great, great album. The one where the chicks eating the steering wheel. He died. He was married to uh, that supermodel. What's her name? Kathy Ireland. Um. What the fuck? Melania Trump. What is she? Supermodel. Paulina something. Paulina Port. How do you say it? Gova or something like that. Anyway died she goes oh god i'm so sad you're dead you know it wasn't the best it wasn't the best of times but we did have some good times i'm just so i'm just so sad you're gone. let's read the will i leave nothing to my wife
0: Ah,
2: fucking asshole how did i get to there adhd running wild um all right so i gotta clean this damn pool and uh i since the queen of the forest left um what happened was the laundry room was full of dirty laundry and I did every bit of it. And so if you're like me, you, you pull the uh, laundry out of the dryer and then you set it like on a counter or in a, in a basket and then you don't fold it. That's the way it goes here. And then, uh, so all the laundry is clean, but it's stacked up everywhere in the laundry room. All these, it's literally piles of clean clothing. And uh, they need to get folded. Um, So that's one of the 8 million things I have to do. Clean pool. Cut back lawn, which is like a foot long. Again, green. My battle with green shit. Spray roof. Fold laundry. Clean bedroom. uh, Scrub her brother's asshole today. That's part of it. So now... I don't ever want you to get the idea that I sit around here and do nothing. Yesterday I had a whole list of things I had to do. I had to, once I got done with this podcast, I had to take Diana's brother to a doctor's appointment. Uh, we met with him. He had his physical, uh, everything. His blood pressure is a little off. I was a little, we were a little concerned about the blood pressure, a little bit high. And, uh, have to keep an eye on that. I've got a blood pressure cuff here. I'll, I know I know how to take his BP. Got to keep an eye on that. Um, and then you know there was just a lot going on. Ended up getting the run workout in and the and the weightlifting in, and uh, so it just didn't happen. Today though is the day. Um, a lot going on here to get ready. I'm actually concerned that I won't be able to get this shit done. And then she's banging on uh on my on my door. Diana's saying, look, we need that mulch delivered. I want that mulch down. I want to be able to put the mulch down this weekend. I need that mulch delivered from uh your pal Matt Hubbard, the scum mulch peddler who will not market anything on this show because he's a dumb shit. I have I, I, I need specifics, Hubbard. You said you just can't. I go, why can't you put Best Bark and Stone on the podcast? I just can't. Well, I need a reason. Why is it your wife? Does your wife hate the show? Uh, are you are you MAGA? Is that it? Because everybody knows I make fun of MAGA scum. Uh, are you? Is it because I say pupukaka all the time? All of these are stupid reasons to not market your dumb shithead business, uh, bulk, uh, freaking bark peddler, bulk peddler, bark peddler, stone peddler in West Michigan. All of this me bitching at you is marketing, by the way. So I am sick and tired with your bullshit response. You should be on this show, and there's no other way than to go about saying it other than just to yell at you about it. So quit being an asshole and give me your fucking money. Otherwise, no one spend any money at Best and Stone in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. I think it's in Hudsonville. Yeah, I know you got your stupid 10 different colors of mulch. But I need, I need specifics. You didn't even... I just want to know why. Why won't you spend any money with your old pal Eric Zane, yet you listen... You support me on the Patreon. What is wrong with you? So, housework before Pooh Bear gets home. For the audience on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, I'm about to say goodbye to you. Just know that every day at this time, 8 a.m., I start this show. If you want to get it uninterrupted, live as it happens, download the Twitch app or go online to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. You'll find it once you get it, hit follow. You'll know when I go live. If you really want to help out your old pal Eric Zane, sign up for um, the um, subscription service with Twitch Prime. You can get that for free from your uh, desktop or laptop by signing up. Link up your Amazon Prime account. Otherwise, it's five bucks. You can still watch it for free, but there's ads in the middle of the show. If you want it without any interruption, live, you got to sign up for Twitch Prime. All right. So I'm going to say goodbye to you now. You guys always download the show wherever you download podcasts for free, anytime, anywhere. Eric Zane Show. Goodbye. Okay, they're gone. They're gone, I say. And thanks to all of you for being here. I see you. Yankee Springs Rob is here. Don't know who that is. I can go over a list of you and let's see. See if I know who is who. Some of you I have known in the past, but I've forgotten. Why con, Rob. Nope. Virgo Praz, nope. Tyler K, yes. Tiz Cloud, nope. The Patriot Nick, well, of course. Terry Emo, of course. Tell your dogs I said hi, that's Megan. Tarantula Farmer, that's Mitch. Spike Trap Claire, nope. Sophia Fox 21. No, I'm sorry, ma'am. Sir Bob of Oliver. Nope. Stefan Hyde, S. Hyde 16. I know who that is. Stefan. Shmoo Money. That is Sam the Jew. Savage Sack Lunch. I forget. I'm sorry. Rick TCP, of course. That is uh, Triggered Rick from TC Paintball. Uh, let's see. Radio voice Linda, obviously. PSN Bleach. Nope. Is that maybe Stevie? Nightbot. Is that a bot? I don't know. Mouthy Mitten Mama. Nope. Moe Smith. <laughs> Maureen. Thanks, y'all, for being here. I don't want to do a little, I don't want to do a roster. Um, All right. I wanted to save, um, well, first of all, let me mention this. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. On Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. I am again going to show you something that I've showed you before. Damn it. I am uh, sporting the duct tape foot sling today. Because I am trying to repair my foot. See it? I know you're like, how does that even work? Trust me, it does. And you know what I did yesterday? I shaved my leg up here so it isn't so painful when I rip the duct tape off. off. And I've made it even more effective than uh, the frickin' sock that you can buy. This is actually better. I can get more of a stretch with this because I can, I can yank it tighter. I know this all sounds very sexual. But this is what I have to do to repair my foot. My heel for this plantar fasciitis is, uh, is not an easy thing to beat. So when I'm not using the foot, I need to tape it up okay, to promote healing because I'm serious about this Mike Ball thing. We are now 18 weeks away from the Grand Rapids Marathon, and I was humiliated last time. But I have to keep these little aches and pains in check. I ran yesterday. My fat ass got on the treadmill. It worked out pretty well. Uh, I did a couple of mile repeats. First one, 750, two-minute rest. Second one, 735. My fat ass running at that speed hurts my fucking foot. So then after that, I got to heal it up. Here I am sitting with you right now. So if you see me stretching the leg like this and the foot with duct tape on, you're like, what is going on? Now you know. It's something you got to see. In addition to that, now what I'm doing standing on one leg here, extending the other leg out like that in a yoga pose has nothing to do with the foot. It has to do with the sciatica or whatever this is that's hurting the back of my leg. So I am like a beat up Mr. Potato Head right now. But honestly, if I stretch it, it feels fine. You're like, how in the world are you going to survive 18 more weeks of training and then beating Mike Ball? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm committed. I am committed to that. It's going to be the same thing. You're going to be able to bet on either Mike or myself and um, whatever margin of time um, like let's say you pick Mike, which most of you will, and you pick 20 minutes. If you're closest, you will win $300. Second prize, $200. Third prize, $100. And, you know, I think that if Mike wins the race, I should pay that money. But I feel that Mike, um, if if I win it, why, why would I have to pay if I win? I think Mike, does that make sense to you, the audience? If I do happen to, uh, 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 you know, catch a Hail Mary, Mike should have to pay, right? I mean, I don't know why I didn't do it this way last time. I think that, you know, is that not fair? Something horrible happened yesterday. This is really going to gross some of you out. You've been warned. So I'm just going to tell you. There's no no easy way to do this. This has nothing to do with human bodily fluids. Uh all the dogs are in the in the we have that dog run. It's fenced off. I can run a little without any supervision. And it's time to let them in. Now the uh as I approach them though, I see uh O'Neill is at the gate looking like, Hey, how you doing, best friend? It's time to go in. And uh, he he never does. You know, he's the absolute perfect dog. He doesn't do any of these other shenanigans. Like when he runs away, he returns. Bruce, if he runs away, he's not coming back. He's going to make you work for it. Uh, O'Neal never uh, steals shit out of the garbage and eats it. Bruce does. Uh, Rarely has an accident in the house. The only drawback of of O'Neal is he eats feces. Now, this is not a feces eating story. Don't worry. By the way, check out Bruce right now if you can. He's 1 million percent on his back. He looks huge like that. He doesn't even look like a French bulldog. He looks like a fucking pit bull. Well, this story is about him. He's exhausted probably because of this. Because as I approached the kennel, Daisy and Bruce. Daisy was uh, allowing this to happen. And Bruce was humping her. Now, when he does that, his ding-dong is not like actually entering the dog. But he's able to get enough bounce from the hump action that is ding dong is actually being stimulated in a in a in a way that you you know how it works right we've all we've all covered this so i go yes! and i scream at him and then he doesn't he doesn't stop he's continuing to pound daisy's back sure enough he stops And I go up to Daisy, and Bruce has actually jizzed on Daisy's back. There is actual a pile of dog jizz on Daisy's back. That happened. I witnessed it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Look at him, asshole, you rapist. I have, I've had to do a lot of things when it comes to taking care of these dogs. Um, I've had to, um, you know, pull various articles of clothing out of a dog butt before. Uh, clean up piles of puke, uh, 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 piles of crap on carpet. Wipe dog ass regularly, but never before have I had to wipe jizz, uh, dog jizz, off a dog's back. That that is tough to process. That uh that one did not that's gonna stick with me for a while. It's just like it's gonna stick to her back. So I had to I had to wash Daisy's back, the dog just and um he is um Okay, hang out a second, got a phone call I gotta take. All right. Uh business. Business phone call on the show. Must take. Oh, my God. So that was just hideous. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, today, I let them out. And um, for some reason, the first let out of the day, there's never there's never been an issue where he takes off. And today continues that. He, he didn't take off today. However, uh, any other time of the day, he has to be on a leash. But for some reason, it's. I mean, it's been like years. He doesn't take off. I think he realizes it's time to eat as soon as they go. They, they go outside first thing in the morning, come back in, let's eat. For some reason, little fucker was just staring at me and he had that look. Frenchies do this. He has this look like I'm going to run away. And so I got him to take a step forward and I go, come on. And then he stops and starts to take a step towards that area where he can, like, you know, go on an adventure. And I go, no. He takes another step and I go, no. And a couple more steps, no. And then he starts to go and then just screaming at him. For some reason, he got to the edge of that retaining wall and stopped. And he looks back at me like, fuck you. And then he changed his mind and came back inside. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because the sprinklers are going off and shit. I'd have to run through the tall grass and my slippers with my bad heel. Man, I'm serious. If he had done that, I would have considered giving him away. One of you could have taken the dog. I'd have been so pissed. All right. So, did I mention it's only uh, three years, five months, and a day? Dumbass. Welcome into the show. Thank you for being a part of it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want more content, I put it all up there. I do the free podcast every day of the week, and then I do more podcasting. Yesterday, an interesting conversation about uh, forgiving student debt. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. It's only fans without the porno. I put a ton of content up there today. We're going to play smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. If you could uh, just throw five or ten bucks in my bucket, I'll make you very happy. Five bucks is all of the audio and the audio archive and the 10 bucks is all of that. Plus the video, video archive and live streams, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. P.S. and Paul, A. T.S. and Tom, R.E.O.N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show is brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling. Senor Martinez will make you very happy with servicing your AC and your furnace systems here in West Michigan. Obviously, if you're outside of West Michigan, like Rochester, New York, Carl, you cannot take advantage of this. 616-516-8579. Haven't really needed the AC lately, and I'm loving it because... Anything to knock down the expenses of the household with gas being the way it is, you know? Just a little less money here, a little less money there. Put it towards the gas bill. On our way to 10 bucks a gallon. 10 10 Call Senor Martinez, 616-516-8579, and you can get your AC tuned up. Do not make the mistake of just turning that on this year. It's not the way it works. You need to have a specialist look at it to clean it, service it, make sure it's running in tip-top shape uh, and preventing breakdowns. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. And if you're looking to uh, get a new install, they install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. That is the number one brand in the industry. Hang on, I need water. Hey, good news. I was just reminded of this. Um, First of all, I admitted to you that I'm doing a terrible job maintaining my arsenal of weaponry, I've become very lazy in the care of them. Now I don't have any kids that live here. And uh, in the off chance that my grandkids visit though, it probably would be a good idea to not have pistols laying all over the place. So this one was in the garage. And uh, so I brought it up here. It's still not a safe place for it. This one. And then I couldn't find the 38. Remember I talked to you about that. The 38 in this huge bag of ammo is somewhere in the house. And I was like, well, at least I thought I said so. If you hear about some crazy mass shooting with some dickhead waving a 38 around, uh it's probably it could be mine. Well, I found it. I found the bag full of uh weaponry and 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 uh ammo. So, we're good now. We are safe. Felt like Anthony Cumia. Kum- Where's my gun? Where's my fucking gun? Oh, I found it. I know where it is. I just discovered it yesterday. Oh, there's my pistol. Fuck yes. Where's it been? <laughs> I know. I know. That's bad. That's bad. I'm going to do better. I promise you. Again, we're in this weirdo-, weirdo spot right now where I can't seem to maintain, keep anything clean in this household. I'm trying as best as I can. That's an excuse. I'm not. I'm not trying at all. All right. Where the fuck was I? I was reminded of that because I looked to my left and I saw my nine millimeter. I'm like, oh, there, there, that one is too. <laughs> Shit. The Mario Flores Lakeshore Team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you are in need of a mortgage, please uh, run it up Mario's flagpole and see if um, he's right for you. You know, I mean, honestly, if you're in the market for a mortgage, you're going to go ahead and you're going to probably talk to someone who you've gotten a mortgage from before or maybe someone you know. That's fine. That's That's the way you do it. Just include Mario in that process, please. And uh, try him out, 231-332-6505. He just informed me at the West Michigan Ironman game that he's still closing on Zaniacs who are calling upon him, and I'm so very, very appreciative of that because when you call on the sponsors, then uh, they know that the marketing is working, okay? Unless you're a dumb shit like Matt Hubbard uh is i don't know why i still don't know why the guy won't market on here what are you doing good god 231-332-6505 for the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage okay now we've uh all heard about stories about um police all of a sudden somebody gets shot all of a sudden there's protests somebody's dead let me know what you think about this one the cops in uh, some community in uh, Arizona I believe Tempe were called because there was supposedly a disturbance between uh, a male and a female and I think this couple was married They might have been homeless. They're described in the article as unsheltered. And that, I think, is the new term for homeless. You know, you can't just say homeless. You got to make up a term like unsheltered or uh, roof sensitive or some other bullshit. Well, the cops show up. And while they're discussing uh, the domestic issue between the two. It turns out they were just arguing. So the woman said. The guy says, hey, you know what? Are you done with me? Because I'm jumping off of this bridge and going swimming. And the cops go, well, we can't. There's there's no swimming there. So you're not supposed to. You're probably going to be ticketed if you go swimming there. And so this guy, probably not the brightest dude in the world, Jumps off the bridge, and he jumps in the water. Okay, the story does not end there, though. Uh, This is really screwed up. Because the cop, then, both of them, they hear, hey, help me. And they're like, wait, what? And the guy goes, I can't swim. Okay, well, the cops are looking at him like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? Well, he died. The guy drowned. And the cop, just before he went under, said, I'm not going in there after you. (laughs) Holy shit. The article says a man drowned in an Arizona lake last month as he pleaded for help. Struggling in the water. Uh, Cops standing by refused to rescue him, according to officials, and a body camera footage transcript. I'm drowning! Sean Bickings, 34, told Tempe Police Department officers during the May 28 incident at Tempe Town Lake, according to a video transcript released by the city and reviewed by insider one officer responded to bickings okay i'm not jumping in after you what did these guys used to work in uvalde or something moments after another officer instructed bickings to swim over to a pylon the guy can't swim yeah swim over there and the guy goes please help me please 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 Bickings said, according to the transcript, I can't touch the bottom. Oh, God, please help me. Help me. This is terrible. Holy fuck. Bickings, whom city officials described as an unsheltered Tempe community member, see, drowned. He's dead after he jumped into the lake but didn't know how to swim. Tempe police. Now, again, he's probably as dumb, dumb as shit, but, I mean, come on now. Tempe police referred insider to the city when asked for their response to the incident. In a statement, Tempe city manager Andrew Ching said police chief Jeff Glover called Bicking's death a tragedy. Tragedy is the new go-to word. People refer to 9-11 as a tragedy. They refer to Uvalde. And buffalo as a a tragedy. No, those are all slaughters. We need to eliminate the word tragedy. This is not a... Tragedy is, is a word you use when it's no fault of anyone's. When it's like accidental. That's the only time the word tragedy can be used. If I go swimming and I'm eaten by a shark, that's a tragedy. Or shark attack. You pick if Bruce jizzes on Daisy's back, that is, in fact, a tragedy. This is negligent homicide. Police body camera footage released by the city shows what led up to the moments before or actually it shouldn't be negligent. Well, that's manslaughter, right? Negligent homicide is a manslaughter. This is a manslaughter. Uh, footage shows the city shows what led up to the, uh, moments before Bickings jumped into the water. Tempe officers were called to the scene just after 5 a.m. May 28th, about a reported dispute between Bickings and a woman who identified herself to police as her wife. Cops arrived. They spoke with Bickings and the woman who officials said cooperated with police denied that any physical confrontation had taken place. He didn't do anything wrong. She said, we have a bad habit of interrupting each other. Sometimes. Uh, Sounds like my old radio show. The woman told the officers, according to the police body camera video, officials said Bickings climbed over a four foot metal fence, jumped into the water as cops were running the couple's names through a database check to check on any outstanding warrants as part of a standard procedure. There were none. Neither were detained for any offense. Seconds before Bickings jumped into the water, he said to the cops, I'm going in for a swim. I'm free to go, right? Cops said, well, there's no swimming here. And then one cop said, how far do you think he's going to be able to swim? Shortly after, one of the cops could be heard saying the subject had jumped into the lake. The drowning was not included in the video footage being released by cops. And instead, a disclaimer was uh, shown saying, due to the sensitive nature of the remaining portion of the recording, a transcript of the sensitive portion of the event is being being provided for full transparency. Moments after Bickings went into the water, a cop said, so what's your plan now? Fuck. And the guy said, I'm going to drown. He, he told him. Bickings began saying, I'm going to drown. Now, if I'm the cop, I don't know. I mean, I would be in the water the second he said that. I mean, I would I would I would go in and then I'd grab him and I'd punch the shit out of him. Uh for making him jump in there to save his life. But uh yeah, I mean you gotta go save the slob's life, right? During the ordeal, police said Bicking's wife argued with her, saying I'm distraught because he's drowning right in front of you and you won't help according to the transcript. Earlier in the transcript, an officer said to the woman, if you want to help your husband, then talk to him, talk to him into swimming over to there or talk to your husband into coming over. He couldn't, he's going up. He's, He's breaking the surface, help. And then going under breaking the surface. I'm drowning. Fucker can't swim. At one point, two officers said the officer was going to, I'm going to go get the boat, the transcript says. The city said Bickings was able to swim 30 to 40 yards before then indicating he's in distress. This is a homeless dude. This isn't exactly fucking Michael Phelps here. It added he soon went under. It went under. He soon went under and did not resurface. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I i admit that the homeless population needs to be thinned out. But I mean, uh, I did, not like this. The three Tempe officers. Who did not step in to save the drowning man were put on leave as the Arizona Department of Public Safety and Scottsdale Police Department investigated the officer's actions, the city said in a statement on Friday. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're the cop, how do you make that decision to not save that guy knowing you are on camera? I mean you got to have some degree of awareness to know that, Hey, this is going to end poorly. I is, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I could probably get Jason Schaefer on here to ask him his thoughts. As you know, Uh 10 year law enforcement career. Perhaps he could shed some light on this for me. So I'm going to reach out to you. It's always good talking to Jason. He's, he's, uh, he always has a, uh, I like his demeanor. Whenever I talk to him about police shit, here I am standing on one leg, the other leg taped up with duct tape, and I'm able to pull this off. Incoming Jason. He might be in bed. A lot of the times he works overnight shift. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning. I was just talking police stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you were listening at the time.
1: No, actually I'm working on some plumbing right now. Oh, sorry. I'm
2: sorry to bother you if this is okay. But uh no, I'll, it's okay. I'll give you the background. Tempe, Arizona, three cops, homeless couple arguing. They show oh, man. Have you heard this one?
1: Oh, I read the story last night.
2: Okay. So these cops are they is this Did they do the right thing? (laughs) Dude,
1: listen. um, There is like a certain amount of things that you don't do uh, because, you know, it's just not safe, whatever. But at the same time, uh, one of the biggest pet peeves I've ever had as a police officer was people who say, well, you signed up for it. You know, like you signed up to get shot at. You signed up to get car chases. You signed up to, you know, get fought with that's not necessarily true, but you know what we did sign, you know, people who are police officers do sign up for to help other people. Okay. And just, you know, try to save life wherever you can. And without, you know, without, at the risk of armchair quarterbacking this, just from the article that I read, I think what they did was atrocious.
2: Holy fuck. Yeah.
1: I was, I was like, oh Um, my God. Just, just ridiculous because... Uh, I don't know, it just seems real callous to stand there and watch a dude drown. I know. I mean, even if they were at you know, at first they were like, you know, you jumped in, swim yourself back to the pylon or whatever and hold on. That's you know, I I understand it, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But at what point in time does he go under the surface and right. not come back up and the, yeah before they before they all look at each other and say, Oh shit, we gotta jump in and save this guy Yeah and actually do it because that's what you signed up for. Correct. MFers and there are plenty of people that would do that that wear the badge and the uniform. And there are plenty of people that want to or would have wanted to that would have had no problem doing that. And these three jackasses make it look bad for everybody.
2: Yeah, it's it's terrible.
1: God it's just like uh, with all the stuff happening nationwide and locally where police officers have a black eye and the public perception is very very bad right now that's the least that's the last thing you need is something else to point the finger and say see these guys are are you know just as bad as everybody else because one of the one of the things that you swear to i mean you hold your hand on a bible and you hold your hand out your your other hand up in the air and you swear by an oath to protect life and liberty and as far as i'm concerned if you're not jumping in after a dude that's under the surface for 30 seconds you don't know where he's at you're not protecting life
2: i talked to you the other day if uh if you had the opportunity to be a cop would you want to do that job these days
1: no yeah part of me yes but for the most part majority no because the public perception is just not good and you get scrutinized by you know the public and by the media and by your administration for everything you do nowadays uh you know you if you're let's say you're on a traffic stop and you cuss at somebody well guess what you're getting you're getting called into the ia or chief's office oh yeah and you know you if you pull a weapon and you know unholster your weapon just to you know potential of something happening you're going to get called in the office it's like Uh, I wouldn't want to do it these days. I really wouldn't.
2: As always, I appreciate your input on these stories. You bet, buddy. Okay. Are you going to bed? Didn't you work third shift
1: or something? Yeah, but I got plumbing work I got to do. So Is that code? Is that code
2: for something sexual?
1: No, she's not even here. No, we're remodeling a bathroom. So I'm trying to get on the ball here and get this thing done. Okay. And, um, uh, so I'm just kind of like working on it whenever I get a chance. Gotcha. So, yep, yep. Yeah. Hey, you got somebody for trivia today? Yes. I'm good to go. Thank okay. you. Good to go, man. All right. All right, buddy. Sweet. Thank you. Have
2: a great day. You bud. too. See it. Yep. There you go. Jason Chafer. Oh man. I can't, I don't, um, I can't imagine someone being that cold hearted. Well, he went under shrug. Holy shit. That just seems like the type of thing that's going to uh, haunt you for the rest of your life, you know? I mean, how can you be so fucking callous? Jesus. I I don't understand. Uh, Judge, a federal judge has denied an Arizona prisoner's bid to delay his own execution. This guy has been on death row since 1984. My God, that's a long time. Again, in the United States, there is no swift, severe, and certain punishment. That's why the death penalty is not a deterrent. Hey, you're convicted to die. 30 years later, you're still alive. Hell, 40 years later. Um, This scumbag... Uh, Killed an eight-year-old and um, this prisoner was suing, saying I should not be put to death because the way the execution is going to go, it will be painful. And this judge has rejected the inmates' appeal saying that the United States Constitution, quote, does not require a pain-free execution. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is U.S. District Judge. I love this. Michael Liberti, his decision keeps on track Wednesdays. It's going on uh, tomorrow. The scheduled execution of Frank Atwood who argued the state's death penalty procedures would violate his constitutional right against cruel and unusual punishment by subjecting him to unimaginable pain. Atwood's lawyers, who has a degenerative spinal condition that has left him in a wheelchair, I wonder if that's the same thing the NFK had, which we corrected, would undergo excruciating suffering if he were strapped to a gurney while lying on his back during his lethal injection execution. You know, I don't know why the United States, we don't just blow somebody's head off with a shotgun. Talk about a quick, painless death. It sounds horrible and it'd be very, very messy, but you know, you just put somebody in a, in a room, uh, and with staring at an opening in the wall that, is perfect for a double-barreled shotgun to fit through, and then you just you can't see him, and you just strap him in there, and kablammo, he's done. And then it's on like a uh, a platform. The platform lowers, and then it 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 tips. The body falls into an incinerator, and then he's just burnt in in ashes. That's it. You know, no no muss, no fuss. It's a great idea. I should patent that. I don't know what we got to worry about all this lethal injection shit. Uh, The judge said in the ruling made Saturday that he would not block the execution based on Atwood's claim. Noting that the state will provide Atwood with a medical wedge. So it's the posture that would hurt the guy. Having to be laid out, I guess. With a medical wedge, don't you use? Don't people use those in sex? Have you ever heard about that uh, medical? That not medical? That device? It's called like the sex wedge. That's supposed to like enhance your experience. Yeah, the wedge pillow. Right on. See, I'll show you. I'm not going to show you anything graphic. But if you look at this, this is supposedly supposed to help things. This this wedge action here. So here you got a little jungle fever going on. And uh, it's about to go down. And the wedge is supposed to hit all the good parts. So there you go. That's a, that's a marital aid from your old pal Eric Zane. Look at these two. That is... uh. That's interesting. Get yourself a sex wedge today. So apparently they're going to they they need like a sex wedge for this asshole so that he can die. Um, let's see here. Medical wedge. Um, the ruling would not be blocked based on Atwood's claim noting the state will provide the wedge that will relieve pressure on his spine and can also tilt the execution table. Hey, they can also have sex with him too. He said those accommodations will minimize the pain that the plaintiff experiences when he lies on his back. So this guy has been milking this, you know, he's like so happy that he's been able to pull this scam off for this long. I shouldn't be killed because I got a bad back. Yeah, no shit. The Constitution, Liberty wrote, does not require a pain-free execution and that Atwood's position will be similar to what he typically assumes to in his cell to limit pain. Thank God. Here, here's the idiot right here. Look at him. He just looks like a guy that deserves to be executed. Uh, Liberty also, the judge also rejected challenges to the drug, the state plans to use and dismissed Atwood's claim over the, this is a really, really weird world we live in where you can do something that heinous. I mean, um, if that person that he killed were alive today, he'd be in his mid forties with a family. You know, you think about all the hardship and the pain that has been caused, uh, to this family and this guy's lived a full life in prison how unfair is that liberty rejected challenges to the drug that the state plans to use and dismissed atwood's claim over the arizona's use of the gas, uh, over the arizona's use of the gas chamber saying it was irrelevant because he will be executed using lethal injection the challenge of his method of execution is one of a flurry of last minute appeals by this murderer He's also asking the Arizona Supreme Court to delay his execution while his lawyers pursue claims that he is actually innocent of killing the little girl. That court denied a stay late last week, but is now considering a new claim. There's a lot more to this, but in a sense, he's going to die tomorrow. Uh, As usual, the family says, I don't think you ever really get closure. That's a real victims here. Even when the guy dies, the family's always like, yeah, it doesn't change anything for us. In my opinion, the only thing that could give you closure, if you like, if I'm a parent and uh, one of my family members is murdered, uh, to me, I don't get closure unless if I can get an axe and actually uh, hit the guy in the head with it, which is where my brain would be. That's what I would want. I would actually be the one who would want I would want to slaughter the 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 killer. and that I think may alleviate it. I would actually, you know, if they gave me the opportunity, would you be willing to shoot this guy in the face with the shotgun? Would that help you in your grief? I would say yes, I would be happy to do that. you know? And I should be able to torture him ahead of time. That's where my mind would be. You know, every time you hear about somebody dying by the death uh, penalty in the United States it takes 50 years for fuck's sake. And then family's like, oh yeah, it doesn't change anything. I feel terrible all over again. It's an awful experience. It didn't do anything for me. And then uh then someone, somebody, uh, some big wig will say, justice has been served. And the family's like, yeah, you know, no, not really. Uh if you would have let me shoot him in the face uh i would i or have been hit be able to hit you with the axe then perhaps then justice would be served and then i should be able to march over to your house and take out one of your family members in fact i should have been able to do that first but no we live in a civilized society where the police help people when they're drowning right All right, so that's pretty much an awful story. the scumbag's going to be killed tomorrow. There's a lot of ugliness in those two stories. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, thank you to my friends at the Kent County Health Department. They called upon me to tell you about the important things that they do on a daily basis. Okay, this is what we're dealing with here. You go to accesskent.com slash health. Accesskent.com slash health. Their website has everything you need to know about the WIC program, which is something you pay in for your entire life that you have access to if you are struggling to make ends meet. The family is going to get fed, okay, by signing up for the WIC program. If you qualify, it's a terrific program. Set up so that everybody gets fed. If you're food sensitive, that's the buzzword. You can take advantage of this. Go to accesskent.com health. And on the side where it says WIC near the bottom, it's all in ABC order. Scroll down there. Start to do your research. Uh, immunizations. If you cannot afford immunizations for your loved ones, your kids, measles, mumps, rubellas, things like that. Uh, you got to get those vaccinations before you send them to school. I'm not trusting the government. Shut up. Get your kid vaccinated, ding dong. And then um, this is HIV Awareness Month, June. National AIDS Day is coming up at the end of the month. Uh, they have free testing for HIV. Now, as we all know, that affects everyone. It could. and uh, But... Nowadays, the treatments uh, have expanded to a point where you can live an absolutely normal life, but you got to get tested to determine this. So, um, if there has been some potential exposure, you know, for whatever reason, uh, perhaps you're in the butt. You know, maybe that could happen. It doesn't always have to be a homosexual engagement, it could be heterosexual too, or uh, whatever. You know, there's lots of things in place to keep that from happening, but people still do get diagnosed with HIV all the damn time. But nowadays, the medical um, expansion, the amount of drugs that you can be given, you can live an absolutely normal life with a nearly undetectable amount of HIV in your system. But you got to get tested. Go to accesskent.com slash health. Once you are there, scroll down to personal health services. And there, all the information is about getting tested for HIV. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department for having me talk about this important uh, important thing that is available to you. Also super important concerning health, that is uh, organ donation. And uh, I can't stress this enough. This is an easy thing. If uh, If you are in the state of Michigan or even out of the state of Michigan, Please, 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 in the event of your untimely passing, make it so that all of your organs are able to be donated. If you're within Michigan, you go to GOLM.org. That stands for Gift of Life Michigan.org. G O L M.org. Outside of the state of Michigan, registerme.org and get on the list, man. It takes you 30 seconds to fill it out. It's 100% legal and binding. So once you fill it out, you're good to go. You don't need to do anything else. If there's something, That's the first thing they're going to do. Let's say you're walking across the street and uh, you get greased by B.J. McKay and his best friend, Bear. See if you know that reference. And uh, they're going to be like, oh, man, he's so dead. Okay, well, there's still plenty of him that's good. Is he an organ donor? Yes, he is. All right, let's get him to the hospital. You know, it's, uh, it's that quick giftoflifemichigan.org or registerme.org. Thank you so much. Gift of Life Michigan. You are saving lives, ladies and gentlemen, if you do this. Please, please, please. All right. There were some other spectacular stories in the news today that I couldn't wait to talk uh, about with you. And um, this one is... Boy, I'm not sure where it took place. I thought I read that this happened outside of the United States. A family is in their attic, and uh, they discover that there is a, a, a tortoise in the attic. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And they're like, what is this tortoise? When was was the last time we were up here? How did a tortoise get into the attic? And then some of the family members start looking at each other. They're like, wait a minute. What? The way this goes is a while ago, the family lost the tortoise. It was a pet. And they thought it was dead because they couldn't find it. They thought it wandered away from the home or something. They all looked at each other and they're like, that is uh Manuela, Manuela, the tortoise. We've been looking for Manuela. And they're like, well, we have this kids there that are like, I didn't even know we had a, a, a tortoise. Well, yeah, you see, we lost the tortoise. In 1982, I am not even shitting you. The, f- the fucking turtle. Is there a difference between a turtle and a tortoise? The tortoise was in the attic for 30 years and somehow survived for 30 years with no food or water. And it's like they just... The thing's like, hey, what's going on? Where's everybody been? So, you know, we're two years into the Reagan administration and some dickhead loses the tortoise. Fast forward to now, 30 years later, and they find the fucking thing in the attic. Manuela's family assumed she had vanished while their house was undergoing some electrical work. After mourning their missing pet, they moved on with life. Didn't think much about her until... The other day while cleaning out some of the belongings because the family, the, the, the dad of the family died. They're cleaning out the belongings in the attic and they find a fucking tortoise in an old wooden speaker box. That's where Manuela was alive and well. How is this possible? You ask. It says tortoises can go between six months and three years without food. Well, that does not add up. They believe Manuela survived by eating termite larva. And since there wasn't much, there wasn't any water up there, she probably got her moisture intake from the young insects as well. If that weren't enough of a surprise, according to this article, they took Manuela for a checkup and found she's actually a dude. Manuel, as he is now known is 100% healthy. And they just wove them back into the family, the fabric of the family. Side note um, if you're thinking, well, Jesus, this thing's got to be at death's door. no. these things live to be 255 years old or older. Why would you why is this a thing? Why would anybody want a tortoise that is older that can live longer than that we've been a country? How are we not overrun with tortoises in the world? This story is ridiculous. I even have some, uh, footage. I can, I can share with you about man of Manuel, the, uh, tortoise. Look at that is so crazy. 30 years, <laughs> the things like, yeah, come on. Where is everybody? There's probably a lot more to it. I'll link it up. If you want to watch that stupid video. About how it wound up there, but I guess maybe it went in the in the in the box, and then they somebody carried it upstairs, and then that was it. It just stayed in for thirty years. What a fucking horrible life! Ugh. still plenty more life where that came from. It's like it's like when you hear about a, a guy in prison, and he's like uh, exonerated, and he's been in like a cell for thirty years, and he's suddenly allowed out. That's what the tortoise feels like. My God. What a remarkable story. Okay. Uh, Melinda sent a a story that I can't wait to share. Um, I don't have it here. Give me a second. I'll find it. I didn't do that great of a job getting my stories ready for today. But um, she writes, Eric, I remember something like this happening to Throat Slash Dale with his better half. Now, that usually means there's uh, something sexual happening. You will notice in this still photograph taken from a drone over the crash site, you see uh, a vehicle that crashed into another vehicle head on. You see what looks to be one person laying there, injured. The cops are helping unlike a drowning victim from earlier today. This guy here, he's got his pants down. Uh-oh. I think I know where this one's going. The man and the woman were headed uh northbound in an SUV. When the driver became distracted by his passengers, what was happening? The uh, driver received injuries to his private area, according to the local TV station. So I'm guessing he crossed the double yellow here and smashed into the FedEx truck. And then right when that happened, the chick who was giving him a face party bit his dick i'm guessing my god neither occupant of the fedex truck was injured the only package harm was the best was the one being attentively gift wrapped by the passenger of the suv Aerial footage of the aftermath showed the occupants treated at the scene, pants around ankles. They're suggesting that they may have been actually having intercourse, not oral. Uh, Perhaps. I see the one guy definitely. Those are his pants around his ankles. Other reports indicate that the driver and his passenger were both injured in the collision, which happened while the deed was being done, despite suffering perhaps the most predictable consequences in the world. The driver appears to have gotten lucky twice over resulting injuries not reported to be catastrophic but my god yeah dale actually has full on intercourse while he's driving like his lovely better half will straddle him in a seated position between his body and the steering wheel and they actually do it while he's driving i'm like dale i, I don't know if this is a this is a wise move on your part I mean, I, we are going to read about you on the news one day. Holy shit. All right. Quick word for my friends at Blue Frost IT, 616 They're awesome. Uh, the managed IT service provider of the Eric St. Show podcast. They work for your business, making sure that things keep operating smoothly. If you have any type of tech inside of the workplace and you're looking to maybe upgrade sit down with blue frost it and get a complimentary consultation about um, what exactly you need to buy you know Um, if you just go and start buying new computers new monitors new software whatever it may may be any type of hardware uh, you might buy too little too much or not the right thing sit down for a free complimentary consultation from blue frost it they'll help you In what you are going to buy. Heck, you're buying anyway. You might as well buy the right stuff. Engage my friends at Blue Frost IT, 616 285 50. Hello to Jason Mays from JM Synthetics. He is a distributor of AMS Oil products. 616 747 0233 is his phone number. When you go to jmsynthetics.com, you can shop by product, AMSOIL product, or by whatever piece of equipment you are buying for. Figure out what you want. Reach out to Jason via that phone number, which is displayed prominently on the website. Say, hey, man, send it my way. And then the next thing you know, it shows up at your doorstep. Thank you, Jason. You're a good man. I'll see you at Paintball coming up June 26th. Okay, speaking of JM Synthetics, you too could be the question of the day for Dear Meathead. That happens tomorrow. Get your questions in for Dad. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Hang on, I need something to drink. We're going to have a uh, short show today, by the way. Maybe. It depends on if I get sidetracked or not. But I'm looking. I've got two stories left, two sponsors left, the asshole of the day. And 35 minutes. I'm guessing it'll be a little short. No big deal. Uh, Trivia with Dale. At 10.30. Eastern time. Taking on Randall. All right. Next up. The Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. This is uh. This is the big LGBTQ month, right? Pride. Uh, I think there's a plus in there. I'm not exactly sure of the nomenclature that you're supposed to say. It used to be just known as gay pride month, gay pride parade. But now there's plenty more where that came from. I am not anti nomenclature. I've even started to wrap my mind around calling people. They, them. What do you want to be known as I'll try to accommodate you as best I can. I'm probably going to forget, but I will try. How does that sound? Will that make people happy? I sure hope so. That's the best I can do. I will try. This is pride month. Uh, this is the month where in 1969 the Stonewall uprising took place. That was a, uh, a bar run by the mafia in New York city gay bar. And the cops started to muscle in saying you can't be gay or something like that. It was a real shit show. It turned into a fucking riot and people got the shit beat out of them. And, oh, my God. And that was the beginning of uh, uh, the equal rights thing for gay people. The beginning of it, you know. And, uh. Most would agree that uh, that struggle still continues to today for our gay brothers, sisters, and uh, whatever else you want to be known as. But we are, are at a place in the world where, you know, most people want to be accepting. I would say all of you listening, I would be surprised if any of you uh, were bigoted. Uh, like, I I hate you because you're gay. That would be uh, terrible because uh, there's several people that I know and love who listen to this show who are gay, and I would never want them hurt or anything like that. And um, I have several people that I know who I uh, know and love who are gay, and I wouldn't want to hurt them. And I didn't always feel this way. I used to be a bigot. I was an asshole. I was a homophobe. I didn't. I didn't. Well, first of all, I grew up in a time when I didn't even know that gay people were everywhere. I've told you this before. I'd never occurred to me that anyone when I was growing up in high school would be gay. And if you were gay, that was an abomination. But as you know, I change with the times and now I, I love everyone, you know, even you people that wear MAGA hats. Mostly. (laughs) So, um, When I hear about people hating gay people, it it upsets me. I don't like that. Who would like that? That's ridiculous. Who gives a shit where they're going to put their ding dong? Who gives a shit what they do sexually in the bedroom? That is, uh, that is not, I, I won't judge. And you know what? A lot of people say, yeah, but, uh, it's in the Bible. Well, then they're going to have to take it up with Jesus, not you let them then you gotta don't judge them because if it's in the bible trust me uh, there's all sorts of rules in there that you and i are breaking too that are just as terrible so uh he who has not uh what do you say he who let he who is without uh, sin i almost said thin sin cast the first stone that's the bible saying you fucking moron it's not up to you to pick fights. You cannot judge. So I'm like, Oh, well if, if so-and-so likes a penis in his butt, um, they're going to have to talk to the boss at some point. If you want to go down that road, I am not doing the boss's work for the boss. I've got other things to worry about me. I'm bad enough. I'm not going to go around and tell people what they're supposed to do with their lives. Like I'm God's, who, the, the nerve of anybody who thinks that they're God's right-hand man. Yeah, God told me to, to uh, discriminate against you. I don't think he did, you asshole. All right, so that brings us to Pride Monk. This is a time for parades, rainbows, you know, all that shit. I saw the Red Wings logo with a with a pride symbol on it. I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know, very accepting. You, I mean, you really can't go wrong. The only people that would have a problem with that are, okay, even if you're a bigot and you hate gay people, you don't want the world to know that. That's not an attribute. That's a negative thing. So, if you do hate gays, you know, I don't recommend that you uh, voice that. You might want to keep that to yourself because that's not, that's frowned upon in this day and age. Okay. So, I guess, hate gay people as much as you want, but keep it to yourself. And for the love of God, Don't out yourself by discriminating against gay people. And maybe over time you will interact with some of the local gays and you will understand that these are regular people. They just don't put their ding-dong where you put yours. Or they don't put their mouth where you put yours. That's it. The Tampa Bay Rays... Decided to put a logo on their the sleeve of their jersey with a rainbow on it. It's like multicolored. That's what you do. And Saturday was uh, LGBTQ day, I guess. Some of the players took the patch off and said, we don't support the gays. This is a terrible move by them because you are then announcing that you're a bigot and you don't want to do that. This isn't good for business. You're better off just wearing it and just hating gay people quietly because it's obvious that you're very loudly saying you hate the gays. So if you do hate gays, you can't do that because that's going to end up hurting you. Over what? A stupid stance because you're a caveman. Who's stupid? Ray's manager, Kevin Cash, addressed it after Sunday's game. Saying he doesn't think it'll negatively impact the clubhouse because discussions among the players over the past few weeks were constructive and emphasized the value of differing perspectives. How did that go? Yeah, I don't want to wear the patch. Why? Uh, it doesn't align with my religious beliefs. Uh, so you think that we shouldn't support gay people? Uh, well, that's not what I said. It's just good luck with that. Makes you look like a bigot and an asshole. First and foremost, I think the organization has done a really good thing to have Pride night supporting our gay community to come out and have a nice night at the ballpark, Cash said. I'm impressed that our players have had those conversations. Yet you can't be impressed. You can't say you're impressed by anything your team has done when several members of your team ripped off the gay patch. There's nothing impressive about that. You're impressed because they had a conversation? That's what you're impressed by, you fucking dummy. The only thing Cash can say is say, yeah, a couple of our guys hate the gays. And then that's it. That's all you can say. You need to say to the players, say, I want you to know this. If you rip off the patches, I am going to go to the press and say, you hate gay people. That's what I'm going to do. Now, either sew it back on and you have to sew it back on yourself because we're not doing it. Or I'm going to announce that you hate gay people. No, instead he says, I'm impressed our players had a conversation. We want to support our players at choose to wear or choose not to wear to the best of our capabilities. Look, this is 2022. Everybody knows that if you don't love gay people, you're a bigot. That's just the way it is. I didn't make up the rule, but that's what everybody's going to think about you. And it's probably true. You probably are. What? You don't like that? Well what is it then? You don't support gay people. I will not wear the patch. Well, it's because you don't like gays. You you're you're a gay hater. No. Well then what do then wear the fucking patch? What's gonna happen when your kid becomes gay? What do you how are you gonna handle that, dumbass? Are you going to throw them out? You're going to be a tough guy? Tough girl? You idiot. Among players who removed the logos were bigots Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Rayleigh, Jeffrey Springs, Ryan Thompson. Adam was, oh, I knew it. Adam was elected to speak for, for the group after the game, saying it was a faith-based decision for many of them. Oh, my God. I love it when these bigots hide behind the Bible. It's a hard decision, Adam told the Tampa Bay Times, because ultimately we all said that we, what we want is them to know that all are welcome and loved here. No, they're not. They are not. How can you possibly say that? We don't support you, but you're loved, you asshole. What the fuck? I don't look, you can go ahead and make that decision. But this all comes down to don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. Just say this. Gays suck. We hate gay people. And that's the end of it. Don't tell them they're welcome and loved here, you asshole. I would have much more respect for you, whatever your name is, uh Jason Adam, if you would just say. Um, homosexuality is wrong, and I hate gay people. I would have more respect for you. Instead, you're being a pussy about it, saying they're all welcome and loved here. He then says, when we put this on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently. They do. Just admit it. You of course you look down on them and you and you you think de- uh, differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Okay, so it's all about you. You're you're doing the Lord's work then. Okay, got it. It's not judgmental. It's not looking down. It is. It absolutely is. Come on, man. Let's be a big boy. here. If you're going to make a decision, stand by it here. Just dig your heels in and do it the old-fashioned way. Say, this is what you do. Say you hate gay people, and when you see one, punch them like you've no doubt done in the past. It's just what we believe, the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good, not to withhold. So let me ask you this, asshole. When uh, half the team is divorced, do you support them? Do you support their divorce? Because that's just as sinful, you stupid asshole. But again, we love these men and women. We care about them and we want them to feel safe and welcome here. Too late. What a bunch of fucking cavemen. I don't get it. Why don't you worry about hitting the baseball, dickhead? So that's where I stand in all of that makes me sick frankly and this is accepted by the baseball team all right one more story that's really pissed me off and i think it's going to piss you off and by the way i realize that some people in the group some of you might even be divided by that hey you know what that's your opinion you stand by it you do you you be you i'll be me I had one more story. What was it? Okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, Uvalde. Okay. This mom right here, she's the one who was handcuffed. She's the one who showed up. Her two kids were in the school, and she was handcuffed by U.S. Marshals. Because she said, she started giving the cops shit. Why aren't you doing anything? And they didn't do anything, as you all know. Um, she was handcuffed. And now she is coming out and saying, not only was I handcuffed, but I've been getting threatening phone calls since I've started to talk about it. Saying, you better shut up. My God. Um, it's so crazy to me that school shootings have gotten to a point where it's become so much more than just a school shooting. Uh, I, I long for the days when just crazy people walked in and shot up the school. You know? Where there wasn't all sorts of sidebar stories like... Uh, Oxford High School, where the parents provided the gun or the school did a horrible job in keeping the students safe. You know? And now this, where cops decided that they didn't want to go in and help because they're cowards. A Uvalde mother is speaking out now. This is the woman that I uh, showed you, Angelie Rose Gomez. Her children survived. She actually ran into the school when no one would and got her kids out of the school. This is after she was handcuffed. She's saying that that happened. She was begging police to rescue kids from the school at Rob Elementary on May 24th. She said to CBS News she went to the scene after hearing about the shooting. You know, they were having a fucking cookout outside of the place for 78 minutes. When she arrived there, the gunman was still inside, and so were her two children. She could hear shots being fired. I haven't listened to it, but there's 911 calls from inside the actual classroom where there was dead kids everywhere. Little kids saying, Is anyone going to come help us? And they're like, Uh, uh yeah. Uh, n- uh, nope. Uh, huh? I can't hear you. We got a bad cell. Doot, doot, doot. When she showed up there, she could hear shots being fired. She confronted the assembled police for not going into the building. They handcuffed her. Right away, as I parked, a U.S. Marshal came towards my car saying, I'm not allowed to park there, she recalled. And he said, well, we're going to arrest you because you're being very uncooperative. Gomez began bitching at the cops. Y'all are standing with snipers and y'all are far away. I got to go in there, she recounted, saying. The officer then immediately put me in handcuffs. Gomez says that a local officer convinced the marshal to remove the handcuffs. This is what they're doing as opposed to going in and shooting that fuck in the face. In a May 27th tweet, the U.S. Marshals denied placing anyone in handcuffs, saying deputy marshals never arrested or placed anyone in handcuffs while securing the crime scene perimeter. They're lying. Gomez said after the handcuffs were taken off, she ran into the school to save her sons. They're like, come back, come back. She's like, fuck you. She got into the school, went to the classroom, ran out with her kids while these fucks stood around and did nothing. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives, Gomez told CBS News. They could have gone into that classroom or maybe two or three would have been uh, gone into. But now Gomez says that someone is trying to silence her. She told CBS News that she's received threatening calls from someone in law enforcement who wanted her to stop speaking out. She claims she was told that if she continued to talk to the media, she would be charged with a probation violation for obstruction of justice. So who knows, maybe she did something in the past. I don't know. Be a violation of probation. Stay out of trouble or something. Who knows? Gomez did not specify further who the call came from. Law enforcement has faced sharp criticism for the response to the shooting. Three days after the shooting, the director of Texas Department of Public Safety told reporters the incident commander on the scene. That said, Arundondo made the wrong decision to wait at least 45 minutes before breaching the classroom doors. This thing, my God. Colonel Stephen McCraw told reporters that the commander believed that the gunman had barricaded himself into an empty classroom and that no children were at risk. He believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. A week later, video surfaced that seemed to show 911 dispatchers relaying info to the cops on the scene that they were receiving emergency calls from kids inside the class. Child is advising he is in the room full of victims. The dispatcher can be heard saying in the video, full of victims at this moment. My God. And how is it that... There haven't been, in this whole nonsense, this story, why haven't we heard yet about, um, you know, lawsuits? Maybe they are. They're just not hearing about it. Uh, People being fired. God. What a frustrating, frustrating story that is. Man. Um, You know, and there's... uh, we can't talk about this without talking about gun control in New York. They're changing. They just changed the law. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul made it. So um, uh, it's already tough to get a gun in, in New York. But uh, 21. In fact, I should look this up. New NY gun laws, which uh, it's not going to do shit. There's this. um red flag warning or something like that. Like if a person has a red flag, the, they can go get your guns. I'm like, Jesus Christ. If somebody makes a, a horrible statement on Facebook and says they're going to go shoot the school, that isn't going to do anything. Okay. Cause by the time someone finds out about it and somebody tips somebody off, it's going to be a tremendous amount of time. Um, before you can go and actually get the gun. I'm proud to sign a comprehensive bill package. Let me, let me actually read this. Gun violence is an epidemic that is tearing our country apart. Thoughts and prayers won't fix this, but taking strong action will. Governor Hochul said in New York, we're taking bold steps to protect the people of our state. I'm proud to sign a comprehensive bill package that prohibits the sale of semi-automatic weapons, semi-automatic weapons to people under 21. That's good. Bans body armor sales outside of people in select professions. That is good, I believe. Closes critical gun law loopholes. Uh, I'd need more specifics. And strengthens our red flag law to keep guns away from dangerous people. New measures that I believe will save lives. I think in the long term, perhaps, I guess it could. Just by the sheer number of people, 18 to 21... Uh, who won't be able to get a gun, but I still think that this is about 1% of the problem being solved. I think that you need a combination of uh, several other things that need to be taking place with serious defense bolstering at the site where all of the violence is taking place. And this also, um, as long as this doesn't go down the road, and it may, where... Well, fuck, it doesn't even matter. It's so difficult to get a gun in New York City. It's not like anybody's carrying there. It's a pain in the ass to actually be able to carry a pistol in New York. So I don't know if laws will change it. I don't know if we're to a point where laws can do anything. I still think it uh, it needs to be a more active progression in keeping people in um, um, soft target areas safe, frankly. But she's grandstanding that she's done something great. And I honestly, I don't think it'll help, I guess. Maybe it could, but it's kind of like just scratching the surface of what needs to be done to keep people safe. That's my own opinion. And someone, I just heard someone say this. Uh, everyone's opinion, what is it? Everyone, everyone thinks that everyone's opinion is full of shit, so I'll jump right in and give mine. All right. A lot of fucking serious topics on the show today. How about that? Thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance, making getting health care, affordable health care, easy. And uh, when I say easy, I mean you just reaching out to him and saying, Frank, I want to get insurance on the marketplace, Obamacare, healthcaregovernor 616-616 nine one four four zero seven zero call or text say frank i need insurance no matter where you are reach out to frank he'll help you get you affordable health care from the marketplace you can also go to buy and he can help you every step of the way his services are free frank fuss my policy shop insurance if you are self-employed between jobs not offered health care by your employer you will be able to get health care and very good health care. Uh, the policy we have right now is the best insurance I've ever had. Okay. Um, and it's not going to cost you the arm and the leg, arm and a leg like you think it will. The way Obamacare is set up, the government helps you pay the premium and provided you stay under a certain threshold for income, you won't have to pay that back. That's the way it's set up. Call for more information. 616 914 zero seven zero today comedy happens this week thursday matt bronger is in town at rockford corner bar he's going to be there on uh, thursday at 8 p.m he's got a show happening on friday at creston brewing grand rapids comedy club saturdays at the park theater and then sunday billy's lounge in grand rapids donnell rawlings is in town part of the chocolate uh, factory comedy show presents DeRay Davis and Donnell Rawlings. I'm rich, bitch! Uh, they're going to be appearing at the Froenthal Center. I think that's how you say that. You can buy tickets at fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, get your tickets for these, show and, these shows and others, including Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, the week of June 23. Okay. So there you go, FullHouseComedy.com to go see a show. Thank you so much, Full House Comedy, for being on board with the show. That is going to do it. That is my time. I just have the asshole of the day to uh, present the award, the coveted award that we have on the show. All right. I know who it is this time. I don't have to figure it out. Writing, writing, writing. And here you go. The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Today goes to the hardworking people at the Tampa Bay Rays. Honorable mention the Arizona cops for letting the guy drown. In fact, I need to redo that backwards. Uh, Tempe cops plus raise. So a correction. Tempe cops for letting the poor homeless guy die, you fucking assholes. Holy shit, how is that even possible? Okay, that is my time on the Eric Zane Show podcast for today. I thank you so much for being part of it. I want to see you on Patreon. Please consider a $5 or $10 donation to your old pal Eric Zane on Patreon. And I'll give you 15-plus hours of content each and every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For being part of this, another show in the books. All right, folks, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye